Now we have more on the idea that any human, regardless of nature, can be trained to do anything, and the research of John B. Watson that led to these claims. Here's NPR's Hayden Smith with more on the matter. John B. Watson was a behavioral psychologist who conducted the famous Little Albert experiment. He carried this out by observing a baby called Little Albert and its responses to different animals. He first exposed the child to animals like a dog and a monkey. No extreme responses from Little Albert. Eventually, Watson began to introduce a white rat, but every time little Albert came into contact with the rat, Watson would smack a steel bar with a hammer to make a very loud noise. The noise would scare little Albert, but eventually when he saw the rat, even without the sound, he became scared. Furthermore, he seemed to generalize his responses, becoming unnerved by other furry objects and even the color white. The goal of this experiment was to see if it was possible to condition a phobia into a child, and it seemed to be successful. Now this example shows the main idea of behaviorists, is that the human body can be conditioned to believe certain ideas or do a certain thing. They strongly favor the nurture side over the nature side, and see genetics as having little to no basis for how a person may act. However, many criticize Watson's finding claiming that the experiment was unethical and did not provide an accurate outcome. The true identity of little Albert was never revealed, and the project was ended due to concerns from the mother. We have a clip of an interview with Watson defending his findings. I'm conflicted on the little Albert experiment. I was unable to desensitize the young boy to his fears that I instilled in him. I imagine that he spent the rest of his life with an inexplicable fear of white, furry things. On the other hand, I see my experiment as a massive success. I was able to use classical conditioning to create fear in a human. Now, this was massive for the behaviorist field, and a strong support for the argument of nurture. I admit the experiment was questionable, but you have to break a few eggs to make an omelette. Yikes. Now for those who don't know, classical conditioning is a learning process where two stimuli are repeatedly paired, but the subject eventually associates the two, even when one sim only one stimuli is present. After hearing the banging noise so many times when the white rat came out, little Albert soon started to associate the two of them and practically see them as one thing together. Now, I have the understanding that it was not just white rats that Albert became afraid of, also other white animals and even inanimate objects. Is this true? Yes, that is precisely true. When I introduced white animals like dogs and rabbits to Albert, he became just as afraid as when he interacted with the white rat. Even more interesting was the fact that I never banged anything when the dogs and rabbits were near him. Just the fact that they were white was enough to terrorize and mortify him. Furthermore, I also had him interact with white blankets and other objects that he still somehow was able to associate with the rat. It seems that in a short time, I was able to make him fear the color white itself in general. Shortly after the experiment, little Albert's family left the town, and you were unable to find the cure for the fears you instilled in him. Did you try to do anything to recidify this? I never saw little Albert again, but later in my life, I carried out another experiment with a boy named Peter. He had a similar fear of white rats and rabbits. 
and my experiment was to rid him of that fear rather than put more into him. I started by putting Peter in his high chair and giving him his afternoon snack and placing a white rabbit in a cage at a distance that seemed not to disturb the child. Over the course of a few days, I moved the cage closer and closer, and Peter only seemed to show mild discomfort at points. I repeated this process until Peter could calmly eat his snack with the cage right next to him. He was even eventually able to play with the bunny. This system went on to be called systematic desensitization. That is all very interesting, Mr. Watson. Thank you for joining us today for this interview. It was my pleasure. As you can see, Mr. Watson is a pure example of what a true behaviorist is. For them, they want to change and affect their subjects as much as they possibly can. Their main goal is to change the ways that others think and act and modify them into what they hope for them to become. Many questions and ethical worries have arisen because of their actions and their experiments, but they are still able to get their work done. Thank you for listening to the voicemail podcast. I hope that you will take something away from all of this. Remember to tune in next time and leave us a voicemail.